peoples of the interwebs. Tis I, Christy. And me, Kelly. And you're joining us once again for Ooh. It Chapter, Chapter two. 2. So if you're new here, and welcome if you are, Christy and I watch a movie every other week and then talk about it and talk about the behind the scenes of the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> and this month, because it's October, the spoopiest month of the year, we've decided to do a whole month dedicated to It. So this is the second movie. Welcome. <laughs> Yay. If you haven't listened to the first one, what are you doing here? No. <laughs> Go back, listen to the first one, watch one and two, come back. Awesome. Yes, very great movies, both of them. Yes, I mean, we love it. We do, we do. I mean, I can't say about the TV movie yet. I can't. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you're going to love it as much as I love it. Okay. But I also have a past with it, which I'll talk about it. In the next episode. In a mini-series episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's, uh, it's going to be a long episode, so strap in, folks. This movie is two hours and 49 minutes. Yeah. It is long. It's longer than the first one by, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so... Since it's going to be long, we're going to jump right into it. Kelly, yeah. hit us with our cast. Okay, so <laughs> our cast is Jessica Chastain plays Beverly Marsh, James McAvoy plays Bill Dendro, Bill Hader is Richie Tozier, Isaiah Mustafa is Mike Hanlon, Jay Ryan is Ben Hanscom, James Ransone, Rans yeah, I think so, is Eddie Kasprak, Andy Bean is Stanley Uris, and Bill Skarsgård makes his appearance again as Pennywise. Same director and producer as last time, Andy and Barbara Muschietti, and obviously this is based off of the novel of the same name, It, by Stephen King. Yep, and all the same child actors as before. Yes. Alrighty. Oh, so, this is, this is a continuation. So when last we left our child heroes, because <laughs> we're, we're starting right away, so... Mm -hmm. We see new footage of the kids in a circle at the end of the battle, right before they make the promise to the come back. The blood oath. Yeah. So, Beverly is talking about what she kind of saw in the deadlight, so she kind of sees the future, mm -hmm. sees everybody all grown up, and that they come back together in the future. And Stanley Uris says, oh, what do I look like when I'm older? And you can tell that bothers her. Yeah. I don't think she fully knows, but she th feels something's wrong with that. Yeah. So, but they all make that promise again, and then we get a wonderful opening monologue from Mike. Mm -hmm. Kind of just getting in new intro to what's to come 27 years later. Yeah. And then we start out in Dairy Days. Yay, Dairy Days. Adrian Mellon <laughs> and his boyfriend. So, this wonderful gay couple mm -hmm. is playing a lot of the games. Yeah. And, you know, giving one of their prizes to a little girl. Who, they're very sweet. Very nice. And they're just, they're having a good date night. They are. They are at, it's like a festival circus. You it's know, like a carnival. It's like a county fair. Yeah. That's the feel. That yeah. I get from this. So you got that cotton candy, that popcorn. Mm -hmm. You got those fair rides. Like, uh, in here in Wisconsin, we have Wisconsin State Fair. I'm yeah. sure other people have state fairs. It's kind of like that. I does, <laughs> it's, for sure. It's kind of like that. Just a big old fair mm -hmm. in a town 
having a grand old time. And they're there, like you said, for date night. So Date night. I would love this as a date night poster. I think that's fun. I don't know. I've been to fairs, and they don't really excite me very much. I think, I like, I've always liked fairs with people that I enjoyed being with. Okay, that's fair. So, if I enjoy being with a person, I think we could find a lot to do there without, like, wanting to just die. (laughs) I think, for me, I'd almost have to go to a fair for a reason. Like, I'm going to go see a show, or I'm going to see a musician. To go just to the fair for me, because I don't like riding the rides, isn't a super fun pastime for me, but (laughs) I understand. Gotta play the the games. Yeah, but then I have to spend money. (laughs) I mean... Okay, that's okay. (laughs) But as they're talking and starting to walk around, they are getting harassed by some bullies. Yeah, and one of them looks way younger than them. He's probably like a young hooligan that's hanging out with like an older brother or older cousin or something that's just like cool. It definitely seems like that. Yeah. And they're cussing up a storm. Mm -hmm. They're bullying them and they're dishing it right back out yeah just as sassy i think uh adrian mellon says something like uh meg ryan called she wants her hair back perfect (laughs) which was i love that line (laughs) i love it too it's great but they they go their separate ways but and they're going towards the bridge the wonderful gay couple of adrian and his beau uh, they're going, just talking about how they're gonna maybe get out of Derry, go to New York, figuring out what they want to do, uh, moving forward as a couple, mm-hmm. and the bullies then track them down and start literally beating the shit out of them. Intent this, to kill. <laughs> this is a very difficult scene to watch. Yes, it is. And it is in the book, and it's just as, as heart-wrenching in the book as well, because... Yes. It's just so important, and it sets the tone. Is the is this at the beginning? This is at the beginning. So in the book, it's like Georgie, mm-hmm. maybe one other thing, and then this. Because in the book, which we'll talk about later, it switches between the kids and the adults. Yes. Um. Well, you know, like every chapter, you switch back and forth, yes. even halfway through a chapter. Yep. So it gets kind of confusing, but unless you've you're fully invested, you're not going to get that confused. Right, if the book's not. It makes sense. <laughs> it does. Um, and they throw Adrian over the bridge into the river. The stream, yeah, and he is so badly beaten that... He also has asthma. Yeah, and he's wheezing. That getting thrown into a river would could very well kill him. Yes, like, it doesn't. This does not kill him. No. Uh, but a wonderful clown saves him. Such a nice fellow. What a nice fellow. (laughs) And the boyfriend runs down, sees that he's getting scooped up Mm -hmm. and saved. And then said clown bites right into his side in his armpit area and is just chomping down. He's taking a little snack. And then kill all thousand red balloons. Mm-hmm. And then the disappearance. Of the clown and of Adrian. Yes. I can't remember his boyfriend's name. I think it was like Brandon or something, but I don't quote me on that. He's more important in the book, but... Yeah, and it, he's only really one section of the book still. 
Yeah, he, I just can't remember his name. I feel bad, but we'll yeah. talk about it when we get to the book. We'll we'll look it up. Word book. Uh, but the red balloons. Mike gets a call on the police radio that mm-hmm. he has. He goes down there and he sees a calling card from Pennywise. It's a it's a red balloon that says I heart dairy. Yep, and then on the side of the bridge, it says, come back, uh, come home three times in blood. Yes. So Mike's like, It's time. Shit, I gotta <laughs> call the gang. He's checking his watch like, hmm. And then, bam, title card. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we are cutting straight to Bill, working on a movie script. James oh. McAvoy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I really love James McAvoy as an actor. I'm sorry. He's a very, very good actor. I and, like him in Split. Oh, and his his beautiful Split's a good movie. Yeah, we'll cover it maybe. At he's some also point. he's Professor X and X Men. Yep, the younger generation. Yes. Days of Future Past is that what that one is? Yeah. There's so, a couple of them. Something like that. Anywho's, he's working on a script from his for his book to movie screenplay. Yes. And for one of his books. He keeps he comes in and it sounds like he's having some issues with, with the, writer's block. With the ending. They want the him ending. to change the ending. Which is apparently a common criticism of Stephen King. Yes. Now you've read some of Stephen King's a lot of Stephen King's books. How do you feel about that comment? I don't know. An ending's an ending. I've never had issues with his endings. I've read a few of his books, not many. Like, a lot of his books try to end with a glimmer of hope. Like, there's hope. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it seems a little forced in some places. Okay. I could see why people would be upset about The Mist. Yeah. That ending. But it has a good ending. Carrie's ending is fine. I mean, it's it's all a matter of opinion. I haven't really come across one that I'm like, oh my god, why? <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but I haven't read Christine or Cujo yet, so stay tuned for that. Are the those? Shining. The Shining, I thought was okay. I have to read that still. I'm currently. <laughs> I'm in the middle of reading some romance novels. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I can't blame you for that because so am I. <laughs> I love me some juicy romance novels. It's the Bridgerton series, which... Oh, my Lord. All right. It's <laughs> actually really good. Oh, no. I know. I know. Very far cry from horror, but... So, he is working on the script, and he gets called to set, and he is talking to his wife Mm -hmm. and the film director of that which actually is a film creator uh peter von donovic he he's done a lot okay uh so him having a cameo is kind of big i'm sure we'll cover some of his movies in the future yes but wanted to shout out his little easter egg so I, i didn't forget um and they're talking about how they hated the end and want him to change it all that and Bill says something to his wife that is a big no-no. 
I he's, just want you to be who I... The woman I want you to be. Yeah. And he paused. He's like, I, in, in, the, in the movie. In the movie. Big old face. Bump. And she's just like, fuck you. And she just walks away. And that's the last we see of her. Which is a bummer. Yeah. In the book and the miniseries, she is in more than just that one scene. Yes. She's very important in the book. I yes. think. And in the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yes. But she she says a fuck you and walks out of this movie for the rest of the show. And then Bill gets his call from Mike. Mm-hmm. He can't remember Mike. It's something all of them have problems with. Yes. Is that not just Mike either. Yes. It's if you leave Derry, things happen to you and you're going to forget a lot of things. Now this isn't like, this is a really interesting thing, but... I mean, would you, would you want to forget, or would you rather be stuck with the memories of all of that? I would rather remember, especially if I had a group of friends like this. Right. And made that promise, and, like, we, you overcame it. Like, you defeated it. It's a lot of trauma, though. (laughs) It's a lot of trauma, but, like, most, even after they left Derry, they had to deal with a bunch of shit. This is true. So... Uh, uh, we'll talk more about it at the end, because... It's a book thing. Yeah. It's more of a book thing, because you get more backstory in that. But, yeah, his scar comes back, Mm -hmm. he starts to remember a little bit, and then we cut to, I want to say it's Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie. It's Eddie. And he's talking on the phone with his lovely wife. Which, fun fact, his wife is played by the same actress who plays his mom in the first movie. Yes, because he's supposed to have married someone like his mother, so they're like, why not him marry his mother? Yep. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much what he does in the book, so. Yeah. I I do like how he's, like, just ranting to her. He's like, I analyze risk. I am more likely to get into a car accident talking to you than on (laughs) half-dry roads. Yep. (laughs) So I find, found that funny, and then he gets his call from Mike, mm-hmm. and he crashes his car. Yes. No no one's hurt. Fender Brender, for sure. Yeah, he got T-boned. More of an inconvenience than yes. anything else. Y- yes. And then we cut to Richie vomiting over the side of a railing. Yay! He just got his call, and this is his reaction to it. And he's absolutely bewildered. It's... You could tell he's like, I'm throwing up. I I don't know why I'm throwing up. I'm. He's terrified. He's yeah. visually terrified. Shaken. Yes. And they're like, get him some water. And he's like, bourbon and a mint. <laughs> yeah. And you could see he's getting ready to go on stage for a comedy special. Yes. He is a comedian now that he's older. Yes. And he starts to kind of flub his act. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Ben. So, we cut to a boardroom Mm -hmm. of a bunch of people discussing this new fancy luxury hotel where everybody's going to get together. It's going to be great. And we see one guy (laughs) (laughs) giving this this presentation, and we we would assume, Mm quote-unquote, that that is Ben. Mm -hmm. It's not in this. But, fun fact I'm going to insert because we're on this subject, the actor giving that speech and everything... Mm -hmm. Played the kid actor, Ben, in the miniseries. I know some of them expressed wanting to play people in this movie. This one did. That's this cool. one played the executive at Hanscom and Associates for okay. his former character. He was Ben? 
That's cool. Ben. That's cool. Yes. And uh, then we get the real Ben. Ben <gasps> Handsome. <laughs> ben Hanscom. Ben Handsome. <laughs> ben Damn, son. <laughs> For real, though, he is um, a joy to look at. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> And he's talking about how it should feel like a clubhouse. Yeah. A place where everybody can get together. And he's looking fondly into his wallet of the uh, yearbook page that Ben, or Beverly, had written her name in. My, I've never, I, the book doesn't elaborate on this either. But I just, I'm curious as to know, like, what he remembers of Bev. I think he, he Bev is the only one that he remembers, I think. I agree. I also think, I wonder if, like, the stuff he remembers about her is, you know, talking to her about new kids on the block and stuff like that. Like, very, very piecemeal. Yeah. It's probably very, like, minute details that he remembers. Yeah. But he gets his call from Mike, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, we don't really get a reaction from him, necessarily. No. And then we cut to Stanley. Stan the man. He's doing a verb puzzle. Which birds are important to Stanley, which we will talk about when we get to the book. Yes. And the miniseries. So, he's doing a puzzle and his wife is booking a vacay. Yeah. They seem like a very happy couple. Like, mm-hmm. how could anything screw this up? Like, they'll be together forever. They're going to be great. And he gets his phone call and he's kind of stammering over his words and then he he remembers everything yeah. immediately he and he's is, like yeah. it's back isn't it mm-hmm. and mike it's like yeah yeah he's back and stanley draws himself a bath uh and he he dreams of telling bill that yes he will come back if it comes back he he like has that like he, last he's memory saying goodbye yeah um and they did actually film him writing it on the wall. Yeah, I saw. But they didn't use it for the film, which I kind of wish that they did. And, like, they could have done something real cool with every, like, stroke he saw his old friends in, in the oh, blood reflection. Cool. That would have been kind of interesting. And then... They don't show it at all. No, they don't. And so he... He has yeeted himself out of this equation. You know, it's funny. So we saw this movie. He cut it out. He didn't make the cut? Yeah. Yes, Stanley couldn't cut it. (laughs) And that's a line that comes back later. Yeah. When we saw this movie for the first time, we saw it in theaters. Yes. Uh, I hadn't read the book, hadn't watched the miniseries, and somehow hadn't been spoiled. So when Stanley died in this movie, I was absolutely floored. I was like, what? (laughs) And I turned to you and was like, he, is he is he dead dead and i was like you didn't know i was like no <laughs> i was like yeah stanley's dead and you're like i am upset i was very upset <laughs> very upset uh and then we we drip drop on over to bev who is sleeping in the same position as the drawing from back in the first mm-hmm. one that ben did and I'm also shy. when she's lying in the sewers so she's dreaming of stanley Mm -hmm. at that time okay and that's how she gets woken up is because 
the dripping of the blood she thinks lands on her oh, face. So she's okay. having that dream about Stanley, and she wakes his up. Finger, the, the blood from his fingers. Okay. Yeah. From his wrist. That's crazy. So then she gets a phone call from Mike in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. And she's starting to kind of remember a little bit here and there. But she's like, I gotta go. And she's furiously packing up her stuff. Yes. And her douchebag of a husband. He sucks major. He's like, where are you going? I heard you talking to someone on the phone. And she's like, I was just talking to an old friend. And he's like, I heard you say Mike. And you're cheating on me again. She's like, I didn't cheat on you the first time. This guy is scary possessive abusive abusive yeah he whips out a belt and starts hitting her in the arms with it and he's ready to mount her oh yeah he was going to rape and she just kicks him like she did her dad and pretty much in the same fashion i Mm -hmm. think that was intentional and she leaves her ring behind and just starts walking down the middle of the street that's last the last time we see him too which he plays a bigger part in the book as well. Is he in the miniseries quite a bit too? Then no, not like Audra. No. Okay. I think they. I. It's kind of hard to toss back between all these villains, so kind of have like, to narrow it down for the movies. He's kind of like another Henry Bowers, except for he's so possessive of Bev, like he stalks her to dairy yeah. in the book. Yes. Um, and now. That the phone calls are complete, we flash back to Henry getting plunged or purged out of the sewers with mm-hmm. all of the floating kids. He has lost his marbles. He's bananas. Yep. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Not expected to recover. <laughs> Not no. at all. So he walks back home like nothing happened. And he gets arrested for the murder of his father. I mean, Which good, because he did. He, he did it. And he's lost, like we said, he's lost his mind. He's like, I have to kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. Like, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. And he just sees a red balloon floating above him. He smiles. And we ride that red balloon right into the future, Henry Bowers. The present day here in was, this mental hospital. Who's possibly even more bananas. Yeah, he's been locked in a mental institute since he was practically 17. Yeah, and it's been 27 years. Yeah, he's gone insane. Oh, yeah. So he he climbs up on, there's bars on the windows, up on these bars, and he is so ecstatic about this red balloon. He's about this. This is party time for Henry Bowers. Yes. And so they drag him out of the room, and he's following the red balloon through all the windows, and then he gets back to his room, and then we get no red balloon and a very pouty Henry Bowers. Yeah, he's sad. That pout is 10 out of 10 pout. Almost feels sympathetic for Henry Bowers. Like, he looks like a sad puppy. He does. He really does. And then he finds the red balloon stuck under his bed. Yes, so he begins to pull on it. And it's, like, almost humorous. Like, he's just, like, trying to wiggle it out, and yeah. then it pops. And then we get zombie Patrick Hockstetter. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, yep, yep. So, in the book, it's Vic. In yes. the miniseries, it's Belch. And in this, it's Patrick. So, in, this, in a way, we've covered all of his gang coming back to get Henry. <laughs> Isn't that creepy? It is creepy. I don't like, like it. Like, I wonder if they thought about that, like, 
Well, there's only one missing, so we might as well just round out the whole gang coming back to get Henry in every dimension. I mean, they did focus on Patrick Hockstetter in the first movie more than Belch and Vic. Yeah. Vic wasn't even named. I think Belch was. Well, Belch had his own introduction by belching. That and it's his car. Yeah. Trans Am. Yes. So, yeah, so... Yeah, they do say it's Belch Huggins' car. So, Patrick, uh, Hockstetter... Kinda. He pulls Andy, out his knife. Yeah, he has. He, Andy Muschietti and the the people who made this movie they like that like very quick back and forth movement, and then like a pro, propelling forward. So Patrick Hockstetter does that on the floor, mm-hmm. out from under the bed. Yeah, yes. he's looking grody. <laughs> yep, gives Henry his knife. He's like, it's go time. Yes. And then we cut to the losers again, meeting together at the Jade of the Orient. I think, is it James McAvoy, or, sorry, Bill, walks in first to see Mike? Yep, Bill and Mike walk in first, and then Eddie. Bev and Ben meet up in the parking lot, and then Richie joins them. Yes. And then they ring, Richie rings a gong, and we're all back together again, minus Stanley. Yeah, and they have an empty chair for him at the table. Yes. Uh, and they do mention something like, of course Stan didn't show at some point. Yeah. But this... There is a lot of table talk that happens here. We get the feeling... Very improv. It's like putting on an old pair of jeans that fit just right, right? That's right. the feel. So, everybody... This was one of the first scenes that the adults shot. Okay. To get kind of acquainted with each other and, like, start to learn how to work off of each other and set the tone for what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was improvised. They tried a lot of different things. I think some actually had real alcohol involved. <laughs> so they were filming them because that's just how it was supposed to feel, like a mm-hmm. bunch of old friends coming back together. So they kept that, and then they got shit got real. Yeah, real fast. When they remembered Pennywise. Yeah. And then the fortune cookies of horror yep. show up and they each get a word. Mm-hmm. And it, it put all the words together. It spells, guess Stanley could not cut it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they start freaking out. What does that mean? What does this mean? You know, it's not not good. And then that's when the, uh, the real fortune cookie of horror, right? They, uh. Start. Yeah. It's disgusting. We have Babyface Fly McGee. <laughs> we have a dead bird, a bat wing. We have a bird fetus. Yes. Crawling. Yes. It's not dead yet, but it's premature. Uh, yeah, we have the bat wing. Uh, we have the floating kids' heads in the, mm-hmm. in the fish tanks. We have the eye for Richie. And then, like, liquid lava, kind of like what they saw at the Nebo place in the yeah, first film. Yeah, Starts coming out of the center of the table. And Mike Hanlon goes, it's not real, it's not real! And he picks up a chair, and he's just <laughs> smacking the table over and over again. And one of the Jade Orient employees walks in on them having this absolute meltdown. And they're like, we're ready for the check. <laughs> Can we get the check? <laughs> Um, they make it out to the parking lot, and Bev calls Stanley's wife, Patty, and she learns, they all learn that Stanley is now dead, mm-hmm. but Bev had a sneaking suspicion and mumbles it before yep. the wife is done speaking it. And Ben catches that. Yes. And as they're all kind of dispersing, 
Mike has convinced Bill to show that he can show him something, try and get him to stay, and everybody's going back to the hotel. They're all pissed off because they didn't remember it until they really sat down at dinner, so they feel mm-hmm. like Mike has tricked them into coming back. Right. And then we cut to the baseball game where Vicky mm-hmm. is being led around by a firefly, gets led under the bleachers <laughs> to a nice-looking Pennywise. Hello, Vicky. Gosh, <laughs> he, he's looking extra creepy. And I actually love Bill Skarsgård's portrayal of this because he's showing a lot more range mm-hmm. than he was with some other scenes. But this, he's showing how he can be sad and, mm-hmm. like, lonesome and, like, really manipulative oh, with this extremely. little girl. extremely. And, and we see what he did with Georgie once again, mm-hmm. and it's just a reminder that little kids just fall for it. Yeah, they do. They don't know any better. No. But he doesn't chomp her head off. Oh, yeah. he. She has this big old mark on her face, and he's like, I'm going to a- blow it away. And that's the section that he bites. Because mm. he promises to get rid of it. I mean, he, he did. He followed through. You he know, made that promise. He followed through. He you didn't know, break it. You know Pennywise can be a good friend. He doesn't break his promises. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pennywise so, is a BFF. Little girl murked at a baseball game. Yeah, under the bleachers. Under the bleachers. She got a kiss on the cheek. Ugh. Her first romance. Gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, it just gets worse. Uh, so now we cut back to Bev, Richie, Ben, and Eddie at the hotel. And Ben is questioning Bev on why she reacted the way she did to Stanley's death. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew. How did you know? Right. And she's trying to, like, calm herself with cigarettes and alcohol. She's just trying anything. She's thoroughly freaked out. Yes. And then, uh, while she, they're all scrambling... We cut to Bill and Mike at the library. I hate this scene. It's not good. It's so, in early iterations of the script, they made Mike Hamlin a drug user. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't agree with that on so many levels. Um, part of the reason they cut that was because of the racial issues that that would yeah. cause. Well, then it's not part of the actual story. And Mike Hanlon is not a drug user in the book. No. He doesn't drug Bill Denborough. No, but this was supposed to be significant to the uh, clubhouse scene where they get the vision of the past. Yes, which and wasn't be- it wasn't Bill, though. I'm no, sure it, it was, was Richie. It was Richie. Because Richie is the eyes. He's the voyeur mm-hmm. in the book. Um, he's got a lot of eye issues. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> um... But, yeah, Bill gets drugged up by Mike, and they brought a Native American, like, background to this, which was not necessary at all. I, this whole... (laughs) I think what they could have done instead was, since they had so much frickin' liquor, that they they all had, like, snippets, kind of like the drug trip when they were kids in the book, and they all get snippets of the same vision. And then they have to piece it together. Yeah, but then how do you bring in the ritual of, what is it, Chud? I feel like that would still be relevant to to that. Like, they get the answers in that dream. Well, then Mike comes off as kind of a bad guy in this movie. Because he lies to them about this ritual. 
about the final step, right, where all Which, of the people die, but that's that's just so not Mike Hanlon's character. I have a really tough time with the way... They did him dirty. They did him so dirty in this movie. He's not like this. This is no. not Mike Hanlon at all. He's an honest dude, like, in the book. And in the book, also, I'm losing my train of thought all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, the ritual of Chud. This is not the ritual of Chud. Like, no, they have not. a... They do a shine battle, essentially. Yeah. They do a psychological battle. I understand why they could not make that right. into a movie. It's impossible. <laughs> but, it's impossible. Um, anyway, he drugs him. And Bill has a vision of how to basically kill Pennywise with the deadlights. And how it came to Earth. Yes. He sees the meteor. Yeah, Pennywise is a big old dinosaur killer now. <laughs> he is! He killed the dinosaurs. He did. He confirmed. killed Littlefoot's mom. <laughs> I blame him. He also subsequently would have killed Littlefoot, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hate him. <laughs> um... Yeah, I hate this scene. Yes. We can move past it. So now we get, we all get back to the hotel. And we we find out that Bev has had dreams every night since Derry about how each one of them gets killed, murdered, dies, whatever you want to, whatever they see. And she's like, we don't make it to the next cycle. So we have to take care of this now or we die soon. Horrible, horrible deaths. And soon. Yes. Um. So they're like, all right, begrudgingly, they're like, let's, let's do this. We have zero choices. Mm -hmm. And so the next day already is in motion and we get kind of cuts of them, like when they were kids walking down to mm -hmm, the wooded yeah. area and they go to the clubhouse, which was not mentioned in the first movie, but it's important in the book. <laughs> it is. And you can only do so much in one movie. So I get it. Yeah. So they get to the clubhouse, and it's new footage for us yeah. as well, instead of going back and forth to what we've already known. They had to de-age some of the kids in this movie because they had hit puberty. Well, you see, yeah, when Eddie, the actor who plays little Eddie... Jack Dylan Grazer. When he grows up almost an entire foot... <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And they had to put, like, <laughs> lifts... In, um... Mike Hamlin's, uh, what's, who's the actor who plays him? Is that Justice? Mm, I'm looking, hold on. Chosen. 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 Jacob. He, just to even that out, because he was supposed to be taller than all the kids, yep. and then when all of a sudden kids are taller than the... He already had gone through the puberty. Yes. The puberty. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, but yeah. He had already had his yes. growth spurt, and now all these other kids have now gotten their growth spurt, so now he's got to try and get lifts in his shoe for that. Well, and um, they apparently had to talk in a higher voice, because their voices dropped as well. And they also sped up some of the dialogue, too, so that... Uh, amazing. I mean, it worked. They still sounded relatively Wait, like... I didn't realize they had done this until I rewatched the movie and knew about it. Yeah. So... You, and unless you're looking for it, you can't really tell. Right. Uh, so now we're getting the flashback, because uh, Ben just broke through the door mm -hmm. by standing on it. Um, we see Stan in his hairnet trying to keep spiders out of their hair. It's really cute. They have a hammock down there. Ben had built it. It's his first architecture job. Mm -hmm. 
and they play with like a paddle board. And yeah, the ball and the a ball paddle. paddle, and the ball falls off the paddle. So they they've made it their own. They're finding all their secret treasures. Their rock and roll tapes. Their like Lost Boys mm-hmm. uh, posters and comic books. It's like a uh, a time time capsule. Is that what you bury yeah. in the dirt? Yeah, it's like a time capsule. Yeah, but for all of their stuff. So then they are like, "Why are we here?" Well, they need to get artifacts for this new version of the Ritual of Judd. Yeah. So. And they found Stanley's, which yes. is the little, um... Hairnet. Yeah, the hairnet container with the hairnet. Yes. So they're like, we figured it would be best to start with Stan and get his together. But everybody has to go out and get their own Because they weren't separately. together the entire summer. Yes. Flashback so, to Richie and Bill fighting. Yeah. So this is during that, like, month span mm-hmm. when they were all separated from the fir- between the knee bolt attacks. Yes. So... There's that, and so we are going to go with Bev first. Okay. In my notes, I have Bev versus Naked Grandma. I mean, yeah, it's kind of that. (laughs) So Bev goes to her childhood home Mm -hmm. to try and speak to her dad. Yes. And she finds out her dad has passed by this kindly old lady. About five years previous. Yeah. So, she gets invited into the grandma's place. Oh, I would like to say, really nice touch here. When the grandma originally opens the door, you can tell that's Bill Skarsgård's voice. hmm I love that. It's very, very good. Just the little things, man. Attention to detail. That's all I ask for. Yee. This has it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, she gets invited in, and she's like, oh, you can look around while I get tea going. And so she goes to what her, used to be her home, and she gets her cigarettes, her key necklace, and the postcard. The January Embers. Yes, the uh, postcard yeah. from her secret admirer, Ben. Which, in it, this movie, I got that she didn't realize it was him until she was an adult. So she had forgotten. Okay. So she knew when she had gotten kissed and woken up from the dead lights. In oh, the first movie. Oh, that's right, you're right. But she forgot, and so when she gets it back, she's like, I, Think there was a Bill? kiss involved, and she kissed both Ben and Bill. Yes. So she's remembering snippets of the wrong. Yes, she is. Encounters. But she gets those, and she has tea with Grandma. Grandma's not Grandma. Grandma is like, oh, I got cookies, and Bev's looking at family photos, and sees Pennywise in oh, one of the photos. No. And naked grandma's in the background. And then... Dancing weird. Yeah. And then she becomes essentially the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Because in the book that was once... Yeah. What scared her. her. So essentially a giant witch with three mouths. Horrifying. Terrifying. And... Winging boobs. And then it's like the entire dynamic of the apartment changes. So she's running down these hallways that don't make sense. And then we have Pennywise in non-clown makeup. In his Bob Gray form. Oh, horrifying. Which I actually love this because he's transforming in front of her. It's so disturbing. Bill Skarsgård does such a great job. When he scratches his face and and goes into his mouth and that's the red makeup portion. 
I love that! It's so good! I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it. Bev says fuck you and runs out into the street and sees that the building she was just in is pretty much worn down. Like, it's... Dilapidated. Yeah. So it was all kind of in her head. So now we get Richie. Richie and his flashback. He goes to the video arcade attached to the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And he gets a token and he has a flashback. Of playing a video game with another boy. Mm -hmm. And the boy, he, he has a little over-eagerness to him. And he's like, can we play again? And kid's like, kind of weirded out by it. And then Henry Bowers walks in. Yeah, because that's his cousin. Mm. So, now the homophobic slurs are happening. Yeah. And Richie runs away and then gets attacked by the Paul Bunyan statue in the, in the park. Terrifying. Actually terrifying. Which, Stephen King requested that that be part of the movie. Did he really? Yes. I know that the Paul Bunyan statue is based off a true, real Paul Bunyan spa uh, statue in Bangor, Maine. Hmm. So, which is what and it's in the, is based off of. And it's in the book. It's just that I think he always wanted to see that kind of scene be played out mm -hmm. to have something so fond in his brain happen. Yeah. So he really wanted that on the big screen. So, I mean, they made it happen. So Richie gets his token, and we cut to him as an adult, and he gets oh. visited by Pennywise as well. Yes. Saying that he knows his secret, his dirty little secret. He's flying in on some balloons. From above, yes. which was done partly with practical effects. Yeah. You see, Skarsgård was in a little rig. Yeah. And so, Richie runs away. Okay. Now we cut to Bill. He's mm -hmm. walking past a pawn shop and sees his old bike, Silver, in the window. And he's like, that's it. And he walks in, and who other than Stephen King? The King himself. He is the shop owner. Yes. So he's haggling the price and he gets three hundred dollars for the bike yep and sends bill on his merry little way with silver yeah so apparently stephen king really enjoyed filming this scene i guess and working with james mcavoy they had he had more lines but then they cut some but james mcavoy was like no we should really keep some of this stuff in and i actually think stephen king did a really good job yeah, he was hesitant to be part of it because for a long time he thought he was kind of the curse mm -hmm. for his movies. Every time he was in one, it would not do well in the box right. office, and he didn't want that to happen to the second movie. Yeah. But with a lot of convincing, he was in it and he broke the curse. Much like <laughs> the kids are breaking their curse from Derry! Oh my god! Symbolism! <laughs> So now Bill gets another flashback of his younger self ranting and yelling at a sewer as to why, oh, that's sad. why Georgie, and it's because Bill wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And he battles it out with a bunch of hands. Gets the paper boat. Yes. And yells at the kid who is now living in his new place to yes. stay away from the sewers. And he learns that the kid is already being targeted because he's hearing voices in his bathtub drain. I've seen this kid before. I think he's in, all, in other horror movies, but I... Yeah, he's familiar. I... we... I didn't look it up. I looked up so much other stuff. a couple of other, like, big films. But, um, Bill in this movie, I get a lot more of the issues with guilt 
yes. than I do in the first. Yes. There's a lot of guilt. A lot of regret. Mm-hmm. A lot of regrets. So, Ben, now, we cut to Ben. Mm-hmm. He gets his flashback. He already has his artifact, but he's got to do his part. Yes. So, he goes back to school. And he gets his flashback of Pennywise terrorizing him, disguised as Beverly. Yeah. Chasing him through the halls. So and, sad. Yeah. But Ben overcomes that, and that's how he gets away. And he doesn't really have much else. He doesn't... He already has his token. Yeah. So... But he revisited the school, and he he's remembering. Yes. So he heads back to the hotel... Meets up with Bev, who's who's already back, and mm-hmm. they, that's where they talk about, well, a boy gave me this, and I think it was Bill, but it may not have been Bill. Mm-hmm. Ben's getting ready to tell her, but yeah. Richie comes in, and he's like, I'm leaving. Richie, I'm done. not about it. No, he just, he's having difficulties expressing his sexuality and opening up and coming out of the closet. I mean, yeah. So when, the thing that you're terrified of as a kid comes back to you as an adult and is finding something already to, like, take away from you. Yeah. He's kind of feeling powerless against... Yeah. Against it. And he do- probably doesn't know what his friends will think because it's not... It wasn't known back then. Right. So, Ben's like, I got this. I'll go take care of that. So, then we cut to Eddie. Oh, gosh, Eddie's... <laughs> I don't like Eddie's at all. Eddie's is weird. So, Eddie goes back to the pharmacy to mm-hmm. get his inhaler. Yes, he has and a that's prescription. And that's his token. And he has his flashback of him going down into the basement of the pharmacy. Disgusting. Right? To save his mother. Who is strapped in, it's like a surgical chair it's like a mental hospital chair yes. to keep people from hurting themselves and others and she's screaming for him to help me help me eddie and there the leper is come is chained up and coming closer and closer yeah and he's trying and this is him young eddie trying to unfasten her and also not pee his pants at the same time but leaves her there mm-hmm. and runs right but older eddie pulls back the curtain and I think the leper just... Nothing's there. It's behind him. The oh, leper shows right. up behind him, and then they have a choking match. And he gets vomited on. Yes, to just call me Angel. <laughs> morning, baby. So, which, this is one of the moments in the movie where the comedic timing just does not work. You didn't like this. A lot of people laughed when we were in the theater. I mean, I laughed. I it's thought a it was break funny. The tension, at least. It is, but I don't think it was the appropriate time to break the tension. It's so brief. It is so brief. It's, I know. It's like, like it's it's, it's still funny. Yeah. It's just off because you weren't expecting it. Yeah. It's fine, but yeah, he gets black tar vomited on, and he goes back to the hotel. And he decides. I think he goes to the bathroom, but he goes up to his room. Mm-hmm. Goes to the bathroom. And Ben comes downstairs, and Richie has left out the fire escape. Yeah, he's now, going to his Mustang, I think it is. Eddie is trying to get cleaned up. Alright, cool. H- has well, Bill shown up yet? Bill comes back. Okay. Him and Bev kiss, because they remembered that. But the way he looks at her afterwards is perfect. It's like, that wasn't quite 
Right. It's more of he's a... He's like, yeah, I did love you, but, like, we're adults now. This isn't... You're not supposed to be with me. Yeah. And he... I like that, too, because in the book, the book does a really good job of this, where it's... it's they are rem- They're going through the actions of remembering more than they're actually, like... I love you, Bill. Yeah, it's more of a remembrance thing, and it jogs more memories. And then a skateboard comes down the stairs. Yeah. And it's the little boys Mm -hmm. from Bill's house. Yep. Saying that you're not going to be able to save them. And the faded pattern on the skateboard uh, matches the hallway in The Shining. Oh, I didn't know that. It's It's the hexagonal pattern. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The most memorable pattern in The Shining. <laughs> uh, and he runs out to the carnival. And Bill's like, no, we did Right. So they're like, well, that just happened. Well, we couldn't stop him. So now we cut to Eddie mm-hmm. cleaning himself. Yes. So now Henry Bowers has snuck into Eddie's room <gasps> and stabs him in the cheek. Okay, this is horrifying to me. It I kind of wish so we saw the knife. It, I mean, knowing how long that knife is, we should have. I know. But I also get why, because he's got lines. Yes. So, he gets stabbed in the face, just through the cheek, through the mouth, and he hi- tries to hide in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and Henry demands his knife back, and Eddie gives it back by stabbing him in the sternum. Several times. Just once. Oh, I thought he went... He, no. The, 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 nope. Okay. It's just once, and he takes the whole shower curtain with him. Because he do, does it through the curtain. And then he le- he skirts around the wall and he tells him to cut the mullet. It's been like 30 years, man. <laughs> Which, Which is funny. I love that line. So funny. <laughs> it's been like 30 years, man. <laughs> and so Henry escapes out the window. Bev and Ben catch up to Eddie and sees that he's... Uh, he's gushing blood out of his cheek. Ben's ready to go fight Henry, but sees that he's made it through the parking lot. Yep. And is back in the Thunderbird. It's a Trans Am. It's a Trans Am? hmm and, and I thought it was still a Thunderbird. I thought it, it was a Thunderbird. I thought it was a Trans Am. No. Let me look it up. <laughs> it should be a Thunderbird. But uh, a royal blue Thunderbird with, like, a Phoenix-type design yeah, on the front. I thought that was a Trans Let me look. What car? I'm pretty sure it says Thunderbird on it. Belch. But, um... But he drives away, and Patrick's driving. Zombie Patrick is driving. Fun time. It's a Trans Am. But why does it say Thunderbird? It says Thunderbird it says on trans- the car. Trans Am on it. <laughs> it's a blue Trans Am. It says Thunderbird on the front when they zoomed in, but okay. I mean, it could be a mistake from them, but it's definitely... Or they wanted to say that because I'm pretty sure that that was supposed to be close to the car in the book. But regardless... It's a dope car. It's a nice looking car. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm just trying to see maybe like if I can. Definitely says Trans Am on the right on the driver's side fender. Well, it doesn't matter ultimately. So, uh, Bill makes it to the carnival. I'm trying to kind of get through this now because we're already like an hour. I in. know. There's just so, so much to this movie. So I'm gonna kind of speed things up a little bit. So Bill goes to the carnival. The little kid can't save him. Gets murked. It's a pretty awesome scene. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite gore moment, but maybe my favorite death because it was. It could have been a standalone moment by itself. Very nice. Um, Richie tries to run away, but gets a flashback of Stanley giving his monologue, and it kind of brings Richie back to reality. So, question about the monologue. 
It's a different monologue than, than the one that they did for the deleted scene for the first movie. Yes. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> yes, it is different. So, now we're back at the library. Henry versus Mike versus Richie. So, Henry tries to stab Mike, but Richie beats Henry to the punch and mm-hmm. hatchets his face, which I said upon last night to my roommate. And I'm like, hatchet? I barely know it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Um, so, everybody but Bill is at the library now. Mm-hmm. And then Bill calls them and he's like, I'm going to go fight it. It killed the kid right in front of me. I'm going to go fight it. I don't want you guys involved. Yeah. Well, too bad. Everybody meets up at Kneebolt mm-hmm. and tells him, tough shit, we're joining you in this fight. So, Kneebolt, third time's the charm. That's what I put. And, uh, <laughs> Richie says, let's go kill this fucking clown. For the second time. Yes. Because they were like, he said it best the last time. Um, so right away when they get in, Ben, Bev, and Mike get separated from Richie, Eddie, and Bill. Mm-hmm. And Ben is getting carved up by Pennywise in the mirror. Yeah, this is, uh... Bev saves Ben by smashing the mirror. Mm-hmm. His carving goes away. A+. plus. And then we have a callback to the first movie with the fridge and the contortionist with Stanley Yurse's head. Yes. So Richie, Eddie, and Bill are have to deal with Stanley's head that has turned into the thing from the thing. Which I haven't seen, so I don't get this reference, but eventually Even some I of the will. lines are from that movie. Okay. Like, oh, there it is. Okay. And it's from the movie. Um, and that was also improvised by Richie, and they're like, we're keeping it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so... Ben eventually catches up to them and, and stabs the head. Yeah, with the some kind of knife on the with, floor. With just a knife on the floor, yeah. And it crawls away. Yes, it skitters away. Ooh. <laughs> um, and then we come to the sewer tunnels. And then we come to the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! <laughs> um... Bev gets dragged underneath by the evil witch, but the boys save her, except for Eddie. Eddie's still kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then they go down the, the the rabbit hole, so to speak, to the second layer. Yes. Um, to the layer. Ha-ha. And this is where they sacrifice their artifacts and do the ritual of Chud. So, I can't remember. Do you remember what um, Mike's token was? The rock. It was the rock. The rock that Bev hit henry with yes to save him so it's the rock stanley yuris's um the little hairnet thank you uh the paper boat the yearbook signed by bev the of uh, the coin for the, the thing from richie eddie's is the inhaler and bev's is the postcard yes so the ritual should happens the lights go into the the basket thingy and then they put the lid on it, but then a big old red balloon comes out. Yes. And it didn't work. And then we find out Mike lied about the final step of this ritual. It's because the Native Americans didn't believe. Yeah, so so my question for this is, do you think they, they absolutely failed and had to go with a different plan? Or do you think this actually did weaken Pennywise in any way? Hmm. See, that's 
difficult because I don't know if they fully believed in it. Okay. Or, like, maybe one person had a little bit of doubt. Okay. Maybe even Mike had doubt. Yeah. Because he, he knew. knew. So I'm thinking that's what happened. Okay. Is someone had even the tiniest bit of doubt. So it could not work. Right. Okay. Uh, so then we get Spider Clown. This is horrifying. Yes. Uh, so Pennywise is chasing around like he's a giant spider. Mm-hmm. And then everybody gets separated. Also, a fun fact, how they filmed this was they had a big cutout head of Pennywise on a stick, and they would run behind the actors on set, <laughs> so they would kind of know where Pennywise <laughs> was going to be. It's very nice. Yes. And Bill was giving his, uh, Bill Skarsgård was giving his lines over a microphone. They call it the God Mike. Yes. So, Bill gets separated and finds himself in his old basement. Bev and Ben get separated from the group. Bill and Eddie, or not Bill, Richie and Eddie are separated, and we don't get anything from Mike. Um, so. Yeah, you're right, we don't. Yeah. Why? I don't know. So, Ben gets sucked to the clubhouse, and Bev gets sucked to the bathroom where she was bullied. Mm-hmm. Richie and Eddie now have to pick from the three doors, the very scary, not so scary, and, um, and just scary. Yes. Um, and we see there's their showdown first, so they pick very scary, and they see Betty Ripson's legs The other half of Betty Ripson. <laughs> yes. You hear, where's my shoe? Yeah. Because they found the shoe in the first movie. It's a very good callback to the first movie. Yes. And then they pick not scary at all, and they see a Pomeranian. Oh, it is so cute, which is a callback to what Richie was saying earlier, like, why? I hope why it's a puppy. Do, yeah, I hope it's a puppy, so it is, and then that puppy becomes not a puppy. And this, the dialogue for this was completely improvised. This is so great, too. <laughs> Bill Hader did an amazing job in this movie. He should have at least been nominated for an Oscar. I mean, you, they don't tend to for horror movies. No, they because just don't. it's like a lesser movie. Go it's fuck not. yourself. <laughs> So they run away. Mm -hmm. They get away. So now we have Bill versus Georgie. This is sad. So Bill drowns Georgie, and that's letting go of the guilt, the guilt and the regret. And he tells the younger Bill, "This Not wasn't." Yet. Oh, it cuts back and forth. So Bill, ver Bill versus I was Georgie. I just finish this. Finish this. Georgie drowns. Yes. Now Bev in the creepy. bathroom, and Ben in the clubhouse. Bev's bathroom is being filled with blood, and mm -hmm. she's getting hurled insults by all of her bullies in life. Which was a total of 4,500 gallons of fake blood. And it was Jessica Chastain's idea to have it go all the way up past her head. Yes. It also currently holds the record for the most blood used in a single scene. Which is awesome. Yes. It was in the fun facts. And I'm it's sorry. my favorite gore <laughs> moment. I mean, yeah, this is really cool. Yes. And... Ben, the clubhouse is being, is closing in on him, and mm -hmm. instead of dirt, they used, um, like, fake snow. Oh. And they just dyed it dirt. Oh, I didn't know so that. So it was light enough so he wouldn't get crushed by the weight. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. It's, it's like paper snow is what it was. Okay. So it was soft and easy to move around. And he's calling out to Bev, I'm not sure if we're at that point yet, but he's calling out to her. Yeah. So they save each other. And then Bill versus Bill. Yeah, and... Bill, young Bill is using the device used to kill the sheep in the first movie that they yeah. use as a weapon, and he points it and holds it at old Bill and, like, tries to shoot him with it, but... It don't work. But it does work when old Bill uses it on young Bill. 
Yes. Because Young Bill's Pennywise. Yes. And so then they get all back together and Mike is about to get eaten because now he's feeling all this regret. He has so many regrets that he's going to throw his life away. Yes. But Richie saves him and then gets caught in the deadlights. And then Eddie saves Richie and then gets stabbed through the abdomen. And then yeah. gets tossed aside. They try yep. to save him. Nope. He, Eddie's still being alive for the most part, is telling them, I weakened it back at the pharmacy. Yeah. You just gotta believe and, and make him small. Make mm-hmm. him feel small. And then he also makes a joke to Richie in here somewhere, I believe. Before it, it yeah. There's, yeah, there's so many, it's happening very quickly. He, so. He's like, I fuck your mother. And he's yeah. like, really? He was, Richie, I think, was really hoping for, like, I love you. Yeah. Are you, are you gay, too? Um, I think they were gay to each other. Let's go. I, I could see I that. don't want to believe that it's one-sided. I, I have my <laughs> own thoughts about that whole thing, um, about via, but, via the book, but. I mean, you thought Eddie would, should have been the gay one based on the book. Yes. But we can talk about that when we talk about the book. As for the way the movies portrayed it, um, yeah, I can understand why they decided to do Richie, mm-hmm. but I definitely think it's more of an undertone in Eddie's story. Okay, okay. Uh, but the losers have a showdown, uh, they make him feel small by bullying him, mm-hmm. which I, I don't like. I hate this. I absolutely hate this. I wish they would have framed this in such a way that instead of bullying him to make him feel small, they take their own power back by, like, yeah. I'm not... I, you know, I deserve love, or yeah. I I love you, Bev, or I should not feel that it wasn't my fault. And by doing that, taking their power back, they're taking right. his away. Like, I wish that would have been the metaphor here, and yeah. it's not. No, it's, uh, bully kill him. your bullies with bullying. Yeah. Uh, so they tear him apart, rip out his heart, crush it, Eddie dies. They And this is, uh, Bill Skarsgård standing in a pit. So he's like... Standing up, and the only thing that actually he's emoting with is his face. Yes. And then it's, like, stapled to the set. There's, yeah. like, a prosthetic around it. Yeah. Yep. Pancake Pennywise. Yeah, Pancake Pennywise. Uh, so, yeah, they, Eddie, unfortunately, dies. Mm-hmm. The rest of them escape by also pulling Richie through the whole thing. Because Richie's refusing Distraught. to leave. Mm-hmm. They go clean up in the lake. They have a moment in remembering Eddie. Yeah. They console Richie mm-hmm. and find his glasses. Bev and Ben kiss underwater. Mwah. They walk <laughs> through the streets. They see themselves in a window with yeah. Stan and Eddie as their younger selves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final moments where they get the letters from Stan stating that he um, took himself off the board because he was going to hold them back. Yeah. He basically thought they would be stronger without him. Yeah. Uh, also, don't think that's a book moment. I don't no, think Stan this was it. added. So, that's sad. And we see Mike calling Bill. And yeah. Bill's like, why are we forgetting again? They're not They're not forgetting in, the sec- in this movie. Yeah, they do mention, Bill mentions it. Bill mentions that he's like, no. Because I watched it last night, he's like, why aren't we forgetting this oh, time? Oh, why aren't we? I missed that. I Yes. In all I the was, other versions, they I do forget. I was crying. Yes. So in this me. version, they don't forget. In all the other versions, they do forget. 
Yes, they very much forget. Even there's like more at play than them just forgetting to. Yes. Uh, but this this made me. I was crying, so for you know, find <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, and then I think Mike says something like he's gonna leave and move out of Derry. It's time. And, and he says I love you to Bill. Yes, which he does say that to Richie in the book. I believe it's not mm-hmm. to Bill. Richie is a bigger, almost a bigger part in the book. They all have a really big part in the book. It's really hard to make time for everybody. And we can talk about this, but I didn't feel, and I didn't talk about this in the last episode about chapter one, but that Bill brings everybody together. Bill is the leader. I don't get that as much in the movies as I did in the book. That's fair. So, take that concrete criticism as you will but i i think james mcavoy did a better job than um jaden lieber lieber hey i like jade i like how jaden did i think he did a good job yeah jaden i think jaden did a good job jaden martell sorry no that's bill yeah that's bill sorry that made me you're good there's so many names you guys i'm sorry (laughs) i think the kid i think all the kids did a really good job like I oh, don't usually say agree. that about kids. Agree. I just, it's not, it's not necessarily him. I think it's more the writing. Okay. Well, you want to hit us with some taglines? Sure. Uh, very, very small ones. There's only three. There's, you'll float again, witness the end of it, and it ends. They kept it short. Yeah. I have a few fun facts. I'll probably shorten some of these down. Um, so Bill Skarsgård would Skype his brother frequently while dressed up as Pennywise. <laughs> that would be so freaky. Should we switch off and do what we did before? Sure. Um, so we do, the the kids that played, you know, the actors, the actors who played them, all picked someone that they wanted to be their adult version. Uh, Sophia Lillis, who plays Beth, picked Jessica Jastain, and Finn Wolfhard, who plays Richie, picked Bill Hader. But the rest of them had people that ended up not being in this movie. So I'll just go through that real quick. Chosen Jacobs, who plays Mike, wanted Chadwick Boseman, who couldn't make it because he was in the middle of all his Marvel things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, who plays Eddie, wanted Jake Gyllenhaal, which would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, Wyatt Oleft, who plays Stanley, wanted Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I don't see at all. I could see it. Jeremy Ray Taylor, who plays Ben, wanted Chris Pratt. And Jaden Martell, who plays Bill, wanted Christian Bale. <laughs> what? I mean, these are all kids. <laughs> yes. Um, James McAvoy partly got the ca- part because he's friends with Jessica Chastain from one of the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. And um, Jessica Chastain is friends with both the producer and the director. From their previous work with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, the director, Andy Muschietti, has a cameo during the pharmacy scene. He's just browsing in the background. He looks so confused (laughs) in that scene. (laughs) And also during the vomit scene, uh, James almost passed out from how much was happening. That's a lot. Um, Skarsgård had to do a bunch of, like, visual effects stuff, and his first scenes, he got, like, a call and was like, here, here's your script, we're shooting tomorrow for visual stuff, so he could do it at home kind of thing. And, uh, 
He said the Pennywise character came back to him immediately. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of always there, which is so creepy. Yeah, the first thing they shot for him was the spider clown. Mm-hmm. You can go and look up some of that footage online. It's it's kind of funny when you don't yeah. have all the extra stuff, but... Um, Bill Hader almost ruined every... So, like, he ruined several takes because he was smiling too much. <laughs> The fortune cookie scene was done with almost with almost all practical effects, and Isaiah Mustafa, his last audition day was on his wedding day. I know! I was like, oh my gosh, and they called him and he got the part that day, but... Five hours before he walked down the aisle. I would have cried. I would have cried. It would have been such a mess. <laughs> um, let me see. I don't have too many more that I didn't already talk about. I mean, we could talk about... So, Richie, we know, is either gay or bi. I would probably say gay in this movie, definitely. In this movie, I would say gay. But um, Stephen King didn't necessarily write him that way. And a lot of people had a problem with the um, beginning scene with Adrian Mellon. That apparently was not well received. Well, it's part of the book, and it's important, so deal with it. It's supposed to show that Derry, again, that Derry is poisoned, and it's coming back. Pennywise is coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember in the book, that was set in the early 80s. Yes. Which I've heard now more than once that it seems that Stephen King, whether intentional or unintentional, seems to have bad things happen to gay characters in his novels. Haven't read enough to know, but... I think it's... I think it's pretty unintentional. Like, I don't know. Like, I I can't speak for that community. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to feel about that, because it's not you my can, yeah, story yeah. to relate to. It's just interesting people bring that up. Uh, the Niebold house was actually built from scratch, mm-hmm. and was supposed to make it look like it was smiling. Kind of creepy. Like, it reminds me of Monster House. Yeah. Well, I just realized that we didn't say that in the last... One that oh. it wasn't built from scratch. Like, they bought a lot and they built it. They straight up built yeah. it. We talked about how creepy it looked, but we didn't talk about that. So I just wanted to throw that out there before I forgot. This film uses the word fuck 108 times. Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> Woo-woo. A lot of them feel like they're from Richie again. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Because he says it so frequently. Uh, Bill Hader was unaware that Bill Skarsgård could actually do that stuff with his eyes. Oh my gosh. Uh, until he was talking to him, and Skarsgård was like, oh, like this, and it freaked out Bill Hader. It's creepy! <laughs> uh, and Bill Skarsgård stated in an interview that after filming had wrapped up, he had several nightmares about Pennywise, like he was the characters battling Pennywise. It's creepy. It's definitely creepy. Do you have any more? No, I don't. Oh, I've got quite a few. It's, it was hard because there's, it's a newer movie. Yeah. I've got some stuff that uh, uh, really applies. When adult Richie enters the abandoned theater, there's an old movie poster for You've Got Mail. Yes. The, it's slashed apart, mm-hmm. and it spells it into slashes. It's also got Meg Ryan on it, which... <laughs> Meg Ryan, she Adrian wants her hair <laughs> uh, The license plate on the wall above the owner's antique shop mm-hmm. says... CQB241, which is the same as the license plate in Car- in Christine. I was going to say Carrie, what? No, in Christine. And the owner who plays, 
the owner, Stephen King, uh, he asks for $300 for the bike, which is the same amount that George LeBay initially offers to sell the car for in that. Really? Yes. Have you read Christine? No, it's, okay. on, it's on my stack. I've seen the movie, but it's in my stack to read. Okay. That's about the possessed car, right? Yes. Okay. Henry Bowers in his room. There are several moon pictures. Yes. Uh, in reference to how Pennywise initially communicates to Henry in the book and in the miniseries. Yeah, he talks to him through the moon. It's strange. I mean, he's an, he's an extraterrestrial being, so I they guess the moon... The meteor. Uh, Devourer of worlds. <laughs> Eater of worlds. <laughs> and they're like, nah. Uh, Jay Ryan, who plays Ben Hanscom... Uh, he actually used to work as a clown before his acting career took off. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't see... I, I just, like, nowadays, I don't see people <laughs> hiring clowns. Right? It's not... Uh, it's not a career most want to go into anymore. There's also the adult losers, so they only wear one outfit. Mm-hmm. But they, it, they have, like, 50 to 60 iterations that were made for them. Well, I mean, just look at even Beverly. She starts off with a white tank top, and by the end, it's blood orange. It's, um, so she had a really grueling shoot because uh, before shoots every day, she would have to douse herself in fake blood for mm -hmm. the last final shoots after everything after that bathroom scene. Yep. Seth Green, who played the original young Richie in the TV mm -hmm. series, really wanted to come back as adult Richie and was kind of upset that he didn't get offered. He would have been interesting. I don't think he would have fit for this environment of it. I think that... He does a good job in the miniseries as the young Richie, but okay. him as an adult, I just don't see it compared to Finn. That's what I'm about, I was about to say. The, what they tried to do was to find actors that... First, were very good actors, but also that looked like their younger yeah. versions. Uh, James McAvoy injured himself on set. Uh, during one of the fight scenes, he did a double thigh strain. Nice. And he shared, How did he do that? I don't know. I think he was jumping off of rocks. Okay. So he kept doing that over and over again, so you're doing a lot of squats. So I he just... Poor body couldn't handle it. Right. Uh, so in this movie, Pennywise's outfit is dark gray mm -hmm. as opposed to the light gray from 27 years ago to show that he's kind of aged and been yes. hiding. Um, Hibernating. Yes. I mean, uh, the the Native American artifact, is the thing with the circle and everything. Yeah, I don't know what to call that. It is actually supposed to reference the Dark Tower series. Oh, which, the Dark Tower is what connects, All like, The this, Shining, yeah. The Stand, Salem's Lot, uh, Insomnia, Carrie, Christine, like, all of these movies. Okay. Is connected through the Dark Tower, and it was supposed to symbolize that, um, in a better way. So, but it, I don't. I don't know the Dark Tower series, so. I mean, that movie was kind of, meh. <laughs> um, and lastly... Because, why not? Uh, actually, two more things. Uh, so, the filming of the Adrian Mellon sequence for that death scene, mm -hmm. it was salmon season, and they had to clean out six tons of dead fish uh, from the canal before filming. Can you imagine how that smelled? Stanky. 
And the CGI effects, like we said, for the clown, the spider version was the first thing that was shot. And the very last thing that was shot was Pennywise closing the clubhouse door. Yes. Yes, I saw that. You dinged the table. Sorry. You were so close. I'm sorry. Do you have anything else that you would like to say about this movie? Yeah, do you want any final thoughts? Do you want to talk about any final thoughts about this? I liked it, but I liked the first one better. I agree, and I think we can talk a little bit more in depth as we go through our questions. Let's grade this shit! So, Christy and I have a set of five questions that we both grade on a scale of 1 to 10 for a possible score of 50 each, 100 total. Yes. First well, question. Was this movie scary slash was it a good continuation of said first movie? Nine. I gave it an eight. Okay. Pretty, I mean, yes, it is. It continues the story. Its continuity is very good. Yeah. I like it. Good yeah. movie. Good. It scares me. Yes. Good job. I had trouble watching this by myself, and I don't normally watch horror movies by myself, so it was, it was tough for me. Good, good. Yum, yum. Uh, what? How was the acting? Nine. Ten. <laughs> Don't okay. look at me like that. I'm hungry yum, yum. and a little loopy. <laughs> uh, how were the special effects? You're probably not going to like this. Six. I gave it an eight. I downgraded it because there was just so much CGI. Exactly. Yes. More strobe lights. It wasn't necessary. Like, they still did a good job with it. Mm -hmm. That's why I still gave it an eight. But, like, downgrade because practical effects, I think, just translated better than constant CGI. And I agree, and that's why I also compelling gave it lower. story or interesting twist. Seven, eight. Okay, I downgrade. I downgraded almost everything a little bit. Yes. Uh, and how was the character development and writing? Six, nine. I have a huge problem with some of the writing in this movie. Honestly, it really doesn't bother me that much. Like Mike Hanlon's character really pisses me yeah. off. Yeah. They did him dirty. They did. Um, I still downgraded it. I don't, I, I don't, I see Eddie as being gay from the book, so Richie being gay is kind of, it throws me a little bit, it's fine. Yeah, but I like that because he needed a little something more. And that's probably part of my problem is that Richie in the book feels like a bigger hero in some cases than Bill does. Like, he's Bill's right-hand man in most cases to me. That's and how see, I, I got more Eddie at times being Bill's right hand because Eddie would follow Bill to like the ends of the earth they without all question. So my total was a 43. And mine was a 37. And we can talk about that more in the book. Yeah, so. we have a whole nother episode of this, you guys. Heck, yes, we do. So grand total so far is 80. Yes. So it's right now between Alien and Get Out on our list. Oh, interesting. Get so, out higher? Yes. Okay. By nine points. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're not going to announce the tiebreaker yet of the Miss and It Chapter 1. Kind of want to give everybody time to cast their votes. Mm -hmm. So we'll announce that at the end of the month for the final episode yeah. of the It series. Um, so go check out Twitter and all that. I, I will have already posted it. <laughs> probably by the time this comes out uh hopefully <laughs> hopefully uh but if not you'll you'll find it there and if the timer runs out on twitter just put leave a comment saying what your answer would be it i'll find it mm -hmm. it'll be fine don't worry about that time limit just just let me know in the comments if it runs out um so 
if you want to come and join the conversation and vote, uh, <laughs> find us on Twitter at Unnerved and on Facebook at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. We have a wonderful group over there. You need to do your civic duty. Go, go vote. Yes. You have to choose between The Mist and It Chapter 1. It's the most important um, ballot of your life, I mean. Yes. It, sh- it is. Uh, and if you love our artwork... Yeah, go visit my sister Danielle yeah. at Danny Draws Dragons on Instagram. Yeah. Um, link and stuff should be in the description. Yeah. And um, thank you for listening. As always. Right. And you better be staying safe. Yeah. Yeah, you better. You, what are you doing? I'll come, I'll come over there and tell you. You being safe? Good. <laughs> and uh, you uh, also better be staying spooky. It's spooky season. So... Get off <laughs> Right? Where's that double shot of spook? Heck. Double shots. Spook. Now I want alcohol. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we gotta go watch the miniseries now, <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> Ayy. Ayy. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks for Halloween.